everything's made up and our opinions don't matter. That's that's gotta be something. Efficiency bonus. Today we're talking about some bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about some bullshit. Uh, this is a podcast about uh, it's it's an advice podcast, really is what it is, and uh, it's about D and D and tabletop games and uh, sometimes other stuff. I'm I am a host, your host. I'm I am our host. I am your favorite host. What listener, the <laughs> that's unlikely to be true. Um, I am I am one of your hosts. I'm Jonathan. I'm one of your other hosts, Faye. Pro- There's prob- only two of us. Probably, I mean, let's face it. She's probably your favorite host. It's fine. Nice. I like your favorite I, host. I grow me. to accept things. Yeah. Anyways, we we are uh we're we're back to talk about more D and D stuff for you to learn. How to get good at D and D? We're gonna teach you how to win D and D. If you oh listen God. to this podcast every week when it comes out, you will soon learn how to win at D and D. That's really what we're about here. That's so, the only reason I show up to this is so we can all learn together how to win D and D because that's all that matters. Winning. I think the most important thing about being able to win. Really, if you want to win D&D, there's really one place where you go for the best information, the best advice, and that is, of course, D&D Reddit. Everyone knows this. r slash Dungeons & Dragons is where all the most um, useful and correct uh, information is. And if you take the advice in D&D Reddit, then everyone will love playing with you. And I feel like... I feel like everything you're saying is a lie. <laughs> you know, what? what is a lie anyways? I, I don't want to get bogged down in philosophy again like we did last time. But <laughs> oh look, uh, I, I want to uh, open up with, with this question right here. You and I might have the exact same response. Well, I love that. It makes for some really interesting conversations when we have the same opinion. This is from Reddit user LexisKing01. Okay. You know, with a name like that, I, I mean, you they can are tell the they, king. they really have the the creativity for this endeavor. They're they're going. I mean, they're the king. They enjoy the Lexus brand of of motor vehicles, of vehicles. Yes, you know, with good. that level of awesome creativity, I'm sure that they're totally equipped for for this thing they're going to try to do. Hey, I man, am a newcomer. You don't know. What, huh? you, you don't know that you don't got a well, like fucking drag well, or someone. <laughs> why, why don't you, Why don't you listen to this and uh, you tell me what you think? <laughs> All right. I am a newcomer to the whole concept of D and D. I want to make an original campaign. What are some tips and tricks you all have for me and any other newcomers? Well, uh, I would <laughs> my my don't. Initial, yeah, I mean, like, okay, so here's my thing. I hate prefab. Sure. Um, but it's a good personally jumping but like, off point. Yeah, if you don't, if you never played before, you know, get no. 
I, I, I want to be clear. They didn't say they've never played before. They said they are new to the whole concept. <laughs> so they don't even yeah. know what a campaign consists of. They don't even know what sort of things that they need to think about. It's like saying, I'm I'm new to the concept of wood, and I would like to build a chair. I, I would like you to build maybe. a completely original piece of furniture. <laughs> That has never been done before. I don't want to. I don't want to build a chair. I don't want to build a table. I don't want to build a grandfather clock. I'm new to wood, and I want to make an original kind of furniture. Do you have any tips for me? Yeah. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Um, Home brewing is something that even people who are veterans aren't necessarily the best at i don't even know if i'm very good at it i just like to do it and my only reason for that is i didn't want to learn someone else's stuff so i was like i'll just make up my own stuff. yes no i am i am right there with you like look i don't want to do all of the studies but i if you're gonna you're gonna like dm a campaign you've got to at least have the basics of like how D works and I mean, like you don't have to know but like you can't you can't really say hey we're playing D and D if like there are no dice involved you know. Well um, yeah and uh, you know I, I'm I'm hoping that look they say they're new to the kind of I'm hoping that they at least get like there are dice and you have to do checks for stuff. But as far as I how- feel like if you Google what it let's find out what happens. I'm gonna go into an incognito tab so my search history is not influencing this question at all yeah, i'm gonna google uh let's see what is D? is it evil <laughs> no sh- we can't talk about that that was that was last week all right it takes me to the uh D official website that is the first thing it says uh new to the world of dungeons and dragons here's the place to start take a closer work Look at this legendary fantasy role-playing game and find out why millions of players worldwide have stepped into the boots of mighty heroes and sneaky anti-heroes to create their own story. Someone who wrote that thought that they were really clever. Yeah. They should start a podcast. (laughs) They probably have a a very successful podcast. And then it goes in an overview and uh, says, like, it's how it was founded with like you know gary gygax and blah 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 which i feel like you don't need to know to learn how to play D. no um, you and then it says the core of D is storytelling you and your friends tell a story together guiding your heroes through quests for treasure battle with deadly foes daring rescues courtly intrigue and much more you can also explore the world of dungeons and dragons through any of the novels written by its fantasy authors as well as engaging board games oh God, and immersive so this is just a pitch this is like a <laughs> it's all it's all horrible advice look realistic let's get real for a second let's 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 stop joking around and get real for a second oh okay don't start from scratch the first time you're running a campaign bust out that starter set get get that good old lost mine of Fendelver, and start there your players are going to say some stupid shit and every stupid thing they say they're not allowed to take back that is now a reality in the world and that's just that's how you it quickly becomes a homebrew you know yeah i definitely have played in games where it's like oh you know 
we're playing um uh oh god what is that one called um storm king's thunder and it was not at all storm king's thunder <laughs> i i don't i don't know anything about storm king's thunder i don't know a ton about it either because we didn't really play storm king's thunder <laughs> i mean th so there was there were some good responses to this like one is start small Having a grand world is cool, but overwhelming and complex. Instead, start locally and build on it together with your players. Incorporate their backstory and add new layers of politics, power groups, threats as they level. Oh, this is very helpful advice, yeah. of which we do not have. <laughs> I did homebrew a, a one town for a game. And actually, it was, it was a super experimental sort of game. We had, uh, you know, the YouTuber, Your Narrator. Okay. He joined us for a thing. And because he does a lot of, like, role play in those videos. You know, it's him and his buddies, they just kind of do organic role play improv stuff. Okay. I, I thought it would be fun to have him play all the main npcs all of them i gave him basically just breakdowns for each of the business owners like here's a couple sentences about their background here's what they know about what's going on in the town here's the information that they'd be willing to share and here's the information they wouldn't be willing to share. you know like here's what they want here's what they know okay you know the simple stuff and i think it would have worked out better if we had like had a meeting ahead of time Wait, but, wait, wait, wait. So you just talked about this conceptually with someone and then threw them into a game with it? Well, I wanted to have a meeting ahead of time, um, but he's a busy oh man. Oh, my God. He's a busy man. Uh, so really, it wasn't until like an hour before the show that we were able to uh, talk about it. And it, it could have gone worse. Definitely could have gone better. Point being, get some some experience doing the real thing before you try just making up your own wild shit. And I don't mean even mean like the town. It was the, the concept of like, the co-DM, someone's going to play a bunch of uh, NPCs. Like, I probably should add some more DM experience before I... Uh, yeah, before I, I mean, like, I feel like even as someone who's experienced in it, that would be so hard to manage unless you were, especially, like, online. If you were physically with each other, you could, like, be like, all right, I'm tapping you in, you know, kind of thing. Or you could, like, point to stuff and be like, hey, you know, this thing, whatever. But to do it online seems very difficult well, i think he had all the information he needed it was just like he didn't have time to review it so i tried to stall out like okay you guys are going you're going over to the the tea house all right so that he have a minute to to jump in there and look but I, if he had had time to like read through all of them it would he would have a better concept of the, the interconnected stuff because for each each one too there was like Here's a person that they don't like in town. Here's a person that they do like in town. And here's Oh, why, wow. You know? That sounds like a lot. <laughs> like, a lot to... And, like, I wouldn't want to do that as, like, another person coming in. Like, oh, there have been times um, where I'll have a a villain or, or something like that. Or just some kind of character that is... Um, in some kind of opposition to like the players or like a plot line that players are, you know, going down. And I would ask like friends of mine, I'd be like, okay, you know, if this was you in this situation, what would you do? Like, this is, this is your motivation, blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I'd be like, great. So I'd take that. And I would implement that in my game. But I thought you were going to say you have them come play the villain, which would be a lot more fun and inclusive, but no, you just rip off people's shit. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I tell them. Well, you're you're like, hey, be creative for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's it's kind of mostly, or it's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing, but like, does that make sense? Am I being too vindictive or am I being too nice? Um, and you know, all that. I've this been like asked to be the the voice and and personality of uh like villains before in people's games um or there was this uh a, a friend of mine runs a game and we used to be in a campaign together and he um he had decided that his world was canonically in the same like it was the same world that we had played in just like in the future and there was a point in which um, he he messaged me just out of the blue and was like, hey, if if Bonnie was still around, that was her name, if Bonnie was still around, uh, you know, what would she be doing? And like, if this is if, if X, Y and Z had happened, how would you know, I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, whatever. And he was like, OK, are you cool with me using Bonnie in our game? And I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess if it's going to if you're going to base it off a character someone else created well then i think it's just it's just polite to ask them to well sure to sure, sure yeah, yeah rather than you know rewriting their character but i mean so so like here's what drives me nuts and you see this in the facebook groups a lot i feel like there'll be people like ah i want to create um an original pantheon for my game what uh, what should some of the gods be? So it's like, I, I have, look, I, I want to be original and creative, but I'm not. So could you all just like give me some stuff that I can say I came up with? I think there's a difference between people giving you like, hey, give me gods to use and people giving you like concepts or or telling you something because like people could be like okay here's this story for this god and it's like well i didn't really like that but i liked elements of what this person said so i'm gonna take like the the second and the fourth thing that they said and i'm gonna be like okay and this is my god and then i'm gonna put my own stuff on top of it you know i, I guess my my whole complaint there is it's just like if you're not gonna come up with your own thing why are you trying to make it seem like you came up with an original thing? Like, why not just take the existing pantheon or a, an existing mythology from the real world or someone else's homebrew pantheon that they published online and give that person credit rather than being like, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of other people to give me the ideas so that I can call this original. I mean, it kind of depends on why you're using it. Like... If you're just using it for your home game, who cares? No one but the people who are in your game are going to know anyway. So why does it matter? So like, if, so if, if it's okay to steal into... as long as you don't get caught is your philosophy. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Look, everybody steals. Everybody like takes ideas in in writing and stuff. There are no there are no new ideas. I, Everything that yeah. you come up with has been thought of before. Yeah, sure. It Ab is just a absolutely. matter of like yes, there is something to be said about like intellectual property and and all that kind of stuff and if you're very directly ripping something off, it's very different from I was inspired by X thing. But I I'm, to make I, this like, thing. I'm not even talking about that. It's what it's just it's it's they want to 
like they think it's they think being creative is a valuable virtue that like they want people to think of them as creative and original but rather than being Basically, creative and original so you're saying that you you take issue with people like selling the fact to to anyone that they are creative and came up with all these ideas when they didn't they're someone else's because yeah because they could very easily just come up with their own thing and even if it's not the greatest thing ever that's how you start you know you start with bad ideas and then over time you get better at coming up with ideas i mean that's not necessarily true (laughs) i i think that's the case for some people people, some people's like writing is not some people's strong suit yeah so why are they trying to write you know what? I don't know. Drawing is not my strong suit, so I don't fucking draw. <laughs> I d- or at least I don't like take I don't trace other people's drawings and then put it out there and like look at this great character I drew. Sure. You know? Yeah. If I see a, a cool character and I want to po- I fucking post it, I'm like, "Oh, look at this thing that this person made. Isn't that cool?" I mean, there are some artists who are okay with you tracing their work as long as you tell people that you traced it. Sure, yeah, but you're telling people that you traced it then. That's right. that's completely different than tracing it and being like, look at my original character that that I drew from from my brain balls. <laughs> your I'm sorry, your brain balls? Yes, your your brain balls. That those are that's what sees ideas. Like your eyeballs see <laughs> uh sights and light and your earballs see sound and your brain balls see ideas. That sounds like, if i were to hear that term out of context that's immediately what my mind would go to that's what your that's, brain balls would that's think that's what i would see with my brain balls we're, we're trying to monetize this thing right i guess we should go to sellout time oh sellout time sure why not currency can be exchanged for goods and services without mandari simple tasks are overwhelming the sadness the anxiety the loss of interest It's hard. You're stressed, unfocused, and people seem to be so far away. Mandari can help with that. Subscribe to Mandari and say goodbye to that bad mood and hello to the next day of the rest of your life with Mandari. Call your doctor to find out if Mandari is right for you. Mandari is not for everyone. If you don't like Halloween or think bats are dumb, Mandari may not be for you. Mandari is not approved for children under 18. My mood used to control me, but then I added Mandari to my life. Now, I feel better. Anyways, well, anyway, you, you, good. so you uh, had a you had a segment, you had a bit you wanted to do. I did have a bit. I don't have a name for it. Um, let me make a list real quick of things, and then I'm gonna have you roll a, a die. Okay, so you need a d8. Okay, it's the random world building oh, generator, <laughs> and uh, you're gonna roll a d8, and um. <clears throat> There's there's a multi-step process. So the first thing that happens is you roll this d8, and it is going to tell me whether you are making a spell, a magic item, an NPC, a villain, a PC, uh, a god, a subclass, or a guild. Okay. And then, <laughs> what? So like, say it's a it's a spell. I then will go to a a spell name generator, 
and I will give you a spell name, and you we have to come up with uh, what what that spell does. Okay. Or or if it's uh or if it's like a subclass, we have to come up with like the idea behind this subclass and the kind of stuff you would be able to do. Not necessarily like the nitty gritty, but like being like sure. yeah, and then you would be able to summon you, lightning. You, mean, you don't whatever. think people want to sit here and listen to us uh, come up with the detailed mechanics of a subclass? I'm sure that there's someone out there who would. I'm, I'm sure that there's more appropriate podcasts to listen to. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. There's right. a five. All right, so we're making a PC. Oh, easy. All righty. Uh, so I am, I'm going to give you, uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Let's roll on a, on a thing here. All right, um, I'm going to roll for the name. Pick a number between one and six. Or, sorry, between one and twelve. Three. Okay, so I'm gonna randomly pull three of my name dice. Patent pending. Patent okay. pending. Patent pending. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got two two of the elf dice and one of the common dice. That should be interesting. All right, Feravi is the name. Faravi is the name, and seduction is the game. Mm. Okay. So, who is this person? Oh, you're not gonna give me like a anything else I have to go off of. It's just the name. I mean, all right. Uh, I can give. I can. I can do. You're not gonna uh, do like name, or you're not gonna do like class, race, any of that stuff. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, like we can. We can do a. Uh, we can do that. That's fine. Um. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to roll. Uh, a d12. Where's my d12? There it is. All right, you're going to be making a wizard. Okay. Uh, Robbie the wizard. And they are a uh, halfling. Feyravi the halfling wizard. I love it. Correct. Um, Feyravi the halfling wizard grew up in a uh, a small small village where basically there were no other wizards like there was the occasional ranger but not a whole lot of magic users and casters around there so very like nature kind of uh hunter um, um just just a simple village town. you know they were they're like along uh kind of kind of off the long road so you know occasionally people would come over there but they didn't get a whole lot of travelers coming through they they would just hear mm -hmm. like stories of of magic and stuff and they really wanted to to be a wizard um so they just started like kind of doing stuff uh that they thought that magic people would do and they just kind of like oh wave their arms around and and you know mumble arcane bullshit wait so like they're like a they're like a uh trial by error kind of a yeah <laughs> wizard they're just like oh Eventually, this will right. work. And like when they were a kid, everybody was like, oh, that's so cute. He's, you know, he's playing wizard. Uh, oh, Feyravi, adorable little little guy. You know, it's, it's a phase. I'll grow out of it. And then when he was a teenager, people were like, okay, it's, you know, maybe you should. Uh, so, maybe you should get maybe, another hobby, get another, Yeah, get a, get a new hobby, Feyravi. Uh, maybe it's time to uh, learn a, a trade or a skill of, of some sort. Um, but they they kept with it, and then you know eventually into like their early twenties they finally accidentally figured out prestidigitation. 
and uh we're just convinced like oh shit like i am a genius this is this is it this is totally working and whereas you know a lot of pcs at this point probably would have head out into the world and you know gone about trying to learn learn from learn other actual wizards. <laughs> magic from like other wizards uh Feiravi was was convinced that they were onto something there were also a lot of you know times when they just like thought that they caused something to happen even though it probably really wasn't the case um and then confirmation by you know eventually you know it it, they kept doing this for like another like 40 50 years they finally learned their first first and and they finally yeah uh one day it was uh in a uh kind of just a a very desperate moment there um nephew because let's face it this person did not have kids uh their (laughs) their their nephew uh got kicked by a mule and like in a moment of panic they uh they accidentally did a healing spell and saved their nephew's life and everybody was like oh my god feyravi you you are a a brilliant wizard why have we doubted you (laughs) for so long and they became the a wizard with a healing the, spell. The town. <laughs> I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, so so they became like the town mage, and they started getting like respect. And at this point, you know, they're starting to get to the point of almost being one of the town elders. Um, and it's the town of. Uh, Suern. S o o r n. Suern. Okay. Um, and Feyravi in the town of Suern. And that, folks, is how you play someone who is in their mid-50s as a first-level Exactly. <laughs> so you got where I was going with this. So, yeah. So it's <laughs> one day the party, you know, comes uh, along the town of Suern, and they're like, oh, we have this great wizard who, you know, maybe you guys should talk to them. And they think they're real wise and shit. Um, and then after like five minutes of talking to him, you're like, oh my God, this is a level one wizard. Are you fucking kidding me? Hey man. And then they just get embarrassed by the other party members and then they join the party. And then they join the party. Then, and, and that folks is and how, uh, this would actually, Jonathan. this would be a real fun character to play. Fuck it. I'm writing this one down. You, <laughs> you're like a, a middle-aged half because halflings live to be like 150 years or something, right? Uh, no, halflings live to be about 250. Oh really? Okay. So you're, mm-hmm. I guess. So you're pretty young at fifty, unless you're like a hundred. Well, no, you're years like old. seventy by this point. Sure. Um, well, no, you're seventy by the point where like you saved your nephew. So you may be like a hundred. So you're probably like middle aged. You're a middle aged halfling. You're a middle aged halfling who all your life so far thought you were a real powerful wizard, and then finally met some actual like spellcasters, and so now you got to kind of. And they made you feel real inadequate. Yeah. So now you you're both going out to learn how to do real magic and kind of reconciling this fact that you have been living a lie your entire life. Oh no. <laughs> and then you have an existential crisis as all middle-aged people are want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you buy a Lexus. <laughs> oh my God. We've come full circle. Full circle. Oh, I almost, I, we almost forgot to give credit to the person who had the hundred keys question. That was um, oh. posted by Reddit user breakfast grenade breakfast grenade okay well thank so you actually, I think for the grenade now you need to come up with a, a homebrew spell called breakfast grenade oh my god <laughs> okay um 
All right, all right. Give me one moment to look up something real quick. Do-do-do-do. All right, so <laughs> um, breakfast grenade. It's going to be, uh, let, let's say it's somewhere around a fourth level spell. Okay. Um, and it's like shitty Heroes Feast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it Cheese costs, for it everyone! <laughs> it costs you just like a, like a gem worth about like 300 gold. Um and uh you have to spike it on the ground like a football and shatter it into a million pieces um so the spell the spell consumes this this gem um and uh <laughs> and it like pops out like this tiny little um like campfire <laughs> that <laughs> you know like when you go camping and you bring like your little metal pot mm -hmm. and pan and like the weird like unfoldable yes. fork <laughs> um so that's what pops out <laughs> we'll say that it, it is up to uh you and, and up to six other okay. people you become a resistant to uh poison all right <laughs> you you cannot be frightened how uh, except for like by uh by like things that lay eggs <laughs> so anything that lays an egg is fucking terrifying <laughs> because when this happened just all of the like the exploding part of this breakfast is that oh this little thing pops out it's a nice little campfire it seems real cozy except for whenever you go to touch anything eggs explode in your face and then you all you also get temporary hit point you get a d8 so temporary you, hit point. you can't be frightened except by things that lay eggs or you can't be frightened except that all things that lay eggs are frightening <laughs> you 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 cannot be frightened except for by things okay. that lay eggs so like if you get chased by a goose the geese, the most terrifying of uh, people creatures. Are always, people always say that. People are like, oh, yeah, I got chased by a goose. It was so scary. Did you ever think to stop and kick the goose? Dude, they bite your feet. Who cares? It hurts. Are you, I mean, I guess if you're barefoot. And the effects last for Seriously, hours. they've got that long ass neck. It's very easy to grab and ring. Yikes. Is it yes. though? I feel like it's just like this big, long tube of muscle. I'm just saying, you know, people are like, ah, yeah, I got chased by a small animal. Like, look, I love animals, but if it's if it wants to square off against me, if it wants to chase me, like, I'm not going to be run out of my yard by a fucking squirrel or even a cat for that matter. Yeah, I know cats, it, an aggressive cat, it can catch you off guard. It can startle I mean, you. you can just but punt realistically, a cat. <laughs> it's a fucking cat. You can punt a cat. Squirrels, though, man, squirrels are vicious. A squirrel attacked me once when I was like four. Jumped on my face. And when you were four, it's it's different. I'm saying like grown ass adults are like, oh my god, that 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 bird came near me. Or like, ah, I got attacked by a magpie. People is like, oh yeah, I got attacked. Like magpies attack people. Fuck it, stop running. Turn towards that magpie. Maybe stop and antagonizing just, like, these birds. Also, like, <laughs> I don't get antagonized. I don't have to antagonize birds. I don't. I don't get attacked by animals because I don't run from them. <laughs> Stand my ground. These right? animals are like, whoa, bro. You I mean stand my I'll fucking ground. I will stomp a squirrel. You want to go? You want to go, you <laughs> little squirrely bitch? Uh, I don't. I don't know if this. Uh, if this spell is worth fourth level, but it's still a fourth level spell. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the cost of the gem it consumes? Three hundred gold pieces. <laughs> 
I really thought you were gonna when you started talking about the campfire. I thought you were gonna say it like basically it produces like standard rations. No, yeah. <laughs> no it that makes a little fire that makes too and much uh, sense. <laughs> a, a small bin of hardtack. <laughs> And it costs 300 gold for the gem, and it's a fourth level spell slot. <laughs> uh, it is a ritual Just... spell, though. So you're oh, welcome. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, okay. So if it's if it's a ritual spell, then it's... The fact that Heroes no, Feast like isn't berry, a ritual you know? spell is actually kind of ridiculous to me, but whatever. Heroes Feast is kind of OP if you've if you're planning, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess. for a big battle. Especially, like, when you can't be frightened or, was it, you can't be frightened, charmed, or... No, 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 no. It's, it, you are, you are immune to poison and the, and being frightened, and you have all, all wisdom saving throws you make are at an advantage. Yeah, so that's a big one. You know, you're going right. to fight a lich or whatever. Sure, or a dragon. If you're, if you're going to fight a green a dragon, dragon, Hero's Feast is the thing that you take. <laughs> okay, but you don't want breakfast grenade because <laughs> dragons lay eggs. But it makes you resistant to poison, so Yeah, but you're you're definitely gonna be scared of this dragon. Like You might not be. You it's not you don't you, get you it it's you don't like have disadvantage against these creatures. It just doesn't help. Fair enough. You just wanna go and fight some mammals after exploding breakfast. But no platypuses. What are they, what is it called? Like a nutrim or whatever? What's the the classification of an animal that's like Kind of like a mammal, but plays it, but it lays eggs. Uh, I I don't know. Mammals that lay eggs. Name monotremes. Monotreme. The platypus and the echidna. So don't fight any reptiles, birds, or monotremes before or after uh, consuming the breakfast grenade. <laughs> after consuming the breakfast grenade. What happens if you just eat the breakfast? Well, then you just be eating a gem, I guess. Wait. What? I was I was thinking of the breakfast grenade as an actual like item, but it's not an item, it's a spell. Right, yes. So. That's correct. The breakfast grenade item is actually a lot more useful because you just chuck it and then an entire breakfast buffet just explodes in front of you and pops out and then you can all sit down and have a wonderful breakfast. But it's not like a great breakfast. It's like a, no, it's, a, it's it's, a it's like continental breakfast in a motel 6. There's like, you know, little uh tubs of yogurt <laughs> And some and like, like those mini boxes of cereal. So mini boxes of cereal, and there's like some pastries, but they're definitely they're... made yesterday and brought in on a truck from somewhere. I would say that it's the breakfast food is actually okay, but it doesn't do anything for you. It's just food. <laughs> I mean, that food does something for you. It nourishes your body so that you can be powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can grow up big and strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need I need food to nourish my powerful body. Okay, sure, buddy. We'll go with we'll go with that. <laughs> all right, so I think that's all the time we have for today. However, we do have a uh, bit that we had to cut out because it just ran too long. But it's kind of too great to leave on the cutting room floor, so it's going to be its own episode. So make sure you tune in for the next episode. I don't know, should we call it a bonus? Uh, yeah, it could be a bonus it's... episode. The proficiency bonus bonus. The double bonus episode. The, bonus. the bonus bonus proficiency proficiency episode, where we well. 
we give you some very useful ideas for your homebrew. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, until then, I'm Jonathan. If you want more out of me, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore madmaker or find me playing in and producing Dungeons & Dragons live plays shows over at twitch.tv slash mercsofmischief or catch our archives on youtube.com slash mercenariesofmischief. I'm Faye. I do content creation primarily on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash mendari, which is M-E-N-D-A-R-I-I. But you can also find me on Twitter and YouTube by the same handle at Mandari and on Instagram at MandariTTV. So until next time, remember, we're enthusiasts, not experts. And you don't have to be either. Where is your God now?